You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Monday, November 27th. We're talking some Brewers baseball as we bring in Brewers reporter for MLB.com, Adam McAlvey. Adam, thanks very much for taking the time as always. And before baseball, I know you're up there in Wisconsin, so the Badgers are kind of on the front of everyone's <laughs> minds. Uh, you've been following their undefeated run here this season. Yeah, I helped them by attending the uh, Michigan game. Oh, excellent. So that was my contribution to their big season. And, um, yeah, it was weird to be cheering for Alabama the other day in the game against Auburn because right. we all needed Alabama to, to win. So we'll see. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, big game Saturday against Ohio State. That'll sort of decide whether they make it tough on uh, – the folks have to pick the top four. Absolutely. No, that'll be huge and interesting to see. And then the Brewers sort of um, going about their offseason right now. No major moves. It's kind of the calm before the storm in general with baseball, with the winter meetings coming up in a couple weeks. But let's start with kind of a big question here for you. A couple names that have been linked somewhat to the Brewers. Um, Jake Arrieta, Lance Lynn, some rumors surrounding those guys. Could Milwaukee be in the market in the hunt for a front of the rotation arm like that? Well, the short answer is yes, that they could. I mean, they have made no secret that the starting rotation is kind of their primary target this offseason. It's just a matter of how big David Stearns is going to go. And, you know, this is against the backdrop of a team that got ahead of schedule in its rebuild by winning 86 games and coming within a game of the wild card this season that was all ahead of schedule. I think they were probably in their planning looking more at next year in that rich off uh, that free agent class that we're all looking forward to next year as sort of, you know, that would be the time the Brewers would strike. Well, now they find themselves positioned if they choose to go after one of the guys, you know, from a baseball point of view, you can make the case that it's, you know, it's not a bad time to do it. Um, I don't know the answer of whether they will do it. I know that the Brewers, like many other teams are doing due diligence on a ton of different players right now. Um, often teams, even if they don't expect to sign one of the big names, they still do other research on that player in case an opportunity comes up, you know, just to strike for a quote-unquote bargain. Um, so, you know, they're doing all that right now. And how big they go is just, a, a, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think um, anyone does at this point. We're just going to have to see as the offseason goes along and the market for those players develops. Is it the, uh, are they numbers that make sense for the Brewers? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point, too. Organizations sometimes confronted with a surprising rebuild that comes together quicker than they even thought, and then it's, well, okay, do we change course or do we keep going in the direction we've been in, and it's a slow build. So that'll be an interesting decision this offseason. One offseason move is in the books. The Brewers did make one move, uh, signing uh, Michael Brady, former A's pitcher. Uh, and actually, I was reading your article originally a shortstop. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, Michael Brady? Yeah, yeah, you know, anytime there's a, a reliever who's a former shortstop, you think of Trevor Hoffman, right? That's the gold mm -hmm. standard for converted position players. I, I don't think Michael Brady is going to be Trevor Hoffman, but um, he's notable in that he is Milwaukee's first offseason acquisition. Remember, they signed Chase Anderson to an extension. 
They re-signed Eric Sogard, but Brady becomes their first outside import. A, a player with a good cutter, made his major league debut uh, for Oakland last season. His, his results in the big leagues weren't great, but he has gotten a lot of outs in the minor leagues since converting to pitching. And um, good swing and miss. Uh, again, like I said, a good cutter. That's a pitch that can, you know, that, that can play in the big leagues. So an uh, interesting depth signing and a 30-year-old who will come to big league camp. And look, he's the first member of big league camp, really. It, it, obviously, all the 40-man guys will be there, but this is the first um, uh, official invitation extended. So, you know, congratulations to Michael Brady for getting the Brewers going this winter. <laughs> there you go. And, okay, I second that. Congratulations to Michael Brady as well. Um, on, on a somber note, a scary incident, uh, minor league infielder Javier Betancourt uh, court suffered a gunshot wound apparently while in Venezuela, but he's okay. Um, what do you know about this whole situation with Betancourt? Well, uh, exchange messages with David Stearns after this happened, and, and basically he said MLB security is going to investigate and, and get to the bottom of what happened. Uh, the 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 headline, as you said, is um, non life threatening injury. Um, He's a, a right-handed hitter and thrower, so it's his non-throwing arm. But, look, I mean, it's obviously a significant um, incident. And as I was, you know, as this broke last on uh, it was Sunday night of Thanksgiving weekend, the Brewers were still trying to figure out what sort of treatment he's going to require. The reports in Venezuela was that he's coming back to Milwaukee for surgery. David Stearns wasn't willing to go so so far initially, they're going to have to figure out whether uh, surgery is required and then sort of what a rehab plan is. He, you know, he's not a top, top prospect. He's a player they got along with Manny Pena for K-Rod from the Tigers a couple of years ago. It was one of David Stern's, if not David Stern's, very first trade uh, after he took over as Brewers GM. You know, Betancourt's right now looks like organizational depth. He's been at AA the last couple of years. But, I mean, this is a, it, it's a reminder. It looks like a human being and, you get a, a large group of, of players in your organization, and it you know it reminds you sort of of bad things happen. And and I I sometimes think about this as a GM. You are in charge of an organization with um, a couple hundred players and a couple hundred front office employees, and that's a heady responsibility. And I think it was um, you know you you're reminded sometimes when bad things happen, these are people, and and you just at this point wish the best for this young man that he's able to get healthy again, get back out on the field, and see where his career takes him. Yeah, absolutely, and and baseball is such an international sport, and just as you mentioned, an organization sort of has an umbrella of players from all over the world, and it's um, yeah, thing, things can happen sometimes. So obviously, hoping the best for Javier Betancourt um, and his recovery there. And the winter meetings, as we talked about, are, are a couple weeks away, and we talked about David Stearns. What other players could he possibly be targeting? This is this rebuild has come about quicker, as you mentioned, and. What else could he be targeting other than perhaps front-of-the-line rotation guys going into uh, the, uh, the winter meetings? Well, you know, it's a stock answer, I think, but pitching. Every team right now is looking for pitching and not just, you know, the you Darvishes and Jake Arrieta's. It's about building depth. You know, you never get through a year with five starting pitchers, for example. You're always going to need seven, eight, nine, sometimes even more guys. And that's the, you know, sometimes these smaller deals can be very important. The other thing is their bullpen is in a little bit of flux. Um, you know, they, they have Corey Knable back. We'll have to assign him in arbitration. But uh, Anthony Swarzak was a big-time setup guy for the Brewers down the stretch. He's a free agent who's expressed interest in coming back. 
Um, a really interesting free agent in that at 31, he had this big breakthrough season. Probably going to be some multi-year offers out there. And as a GM, are you willing to, to risk a guy on a guy who had a great season but did it at age 31, and it was kind of an outlier for the rest of his career. I think he's one of the really interesting, once we get deep and, and get some of the top, top guys signed, uh, uh, players like Anthony Swarzak always are fascinating to see how much they're able to squeeze out of the team, what kind of commitment they're able to get. Um, it's going to be, I think, depth deals like that for the Brewers primarily. They are a, their core uh, looks set. Um, or, or at least developing. They have multiple options in center field. They could bring in a second baseman, or they've got, you know, they, they've got, I mentioned Eric Sogard. They have Jonathan VR in arbitration who could be back. You know, they've got options at all these different positions. They're in, as a rebuilding team, they're kind of in the process of sorting through who are going to be our studs when we emerge from this as, as big-time contenders. I think the acquisitions they're most likely to make this winner are kind of around the edges of that core. Now, all of that is, you know, David Stearns has surprised us before. Who saw Eric Thames coming? Um, he has made some, some trades that, you know, were a little outside of the box. So I think that's always a possibility this winter as well, that, that he could, as we talked at the start, make a little bigger splash than perhaps some are expecting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that would certainly get fans even going more because it was such an exciting year this past year, taking it right down to the final week of the season, competing for a playoff spot. So maybe the off season can be a way to keep that momentum rolling. And before we let you go, Adam, I just want to ask you about a piece you had written. So much in the offseason is about free agency and money and trades and winter meetings and all that. But we forget about some of the work being done by players and organizations in the community, off the field. And you wrote about Brewers reliever Jacob Barnes, part of a very important project, Stars and Stripes Honor Flight Program. Could you tell, tell us a little bit about uh, what Barnes did and what that program is? Well, this, this program is awesome, and it's spreading around the country. Um, but at least in the Milwaukee area here, they have flown 5,500 war veterans. It started with World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, and now uh, as of this fall, they've taken on Vietnam War veterans as well. They fly them from Milwaukee to Washington, D.C., and they tour the different monuments on the National Mall um, and then bring them back to a hero's welcome in Milwaukee. And it's, it's really incredible to see images of it. It's thousands of people in the airport welcoming these guys home. And um, for, In Jacob Barnes' case, he was uh, he, he, each of the veterans has a guardian, and often it's a family member, and for some people it's um, you know, someone from someone they don't know. And uh, Jonathan Lucroy has done this before. Jacob Barnes did it. He served as a guardian to a Vietnam War veteran who was one of three brothers on this flight. They all served in Vietnam at different times. And, you know, they, the, the, the thing that stood out to me as Jacob Barnes was sort of retelling this was those guys came home and they didn't ever get a hero's welcome um, because of the, the politics and the situation at the time. And that was, he said, a really special thing to, to sort of experience to see these guys get their due for their service. And it was kind of a cool story that we uh, ran out uh, right before Thanksgiving. And, and, and Jacob Barnes said it's going to be, you know, he's going to have those three guys on his mind as he sat down with his family on Thanksgiving is kind of one of the things that he is thankful for. So uh, a, a great story. Um, we don't get to tell these stories often enough. Players, as you said, they, they do things often kind of in the background. They don't do it for attention, but um, they can really have an impact on a lot of people. And it was very cool to be able to tell just one little story of, of one player and what he was able to uh, take part in. 
Absolutely. No, it was a great piece, Adam. And an interesting point, too, you make in that obviously it was important for those veterans to be able to get that hero's welcome that they didn't fully get due to politics back in the day, but also rewarding for Jacob Barnes to be a part of it and to feel that as well, maybe to write the piece. So everyone uh, feels touched by a story like that. So very cool work there. And before we let you go, Adam, um, how about a Wisconsin-Ohio State prediction for uh, Saturday? It's a big game there, so what's going to happen? Well, Ohio State has whipped up on Wisconsin in this game in the past, so I'm going to go modest and say uh, I'll go Badgers 77, Ohio State 3. <laughs> it's like the old Saturday Night Lives with uh, Mini Ditka. The <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, slightly different accent, but pretty close. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope they do it. It would be really cool. It was a lot of fun to be up in Madison a couple of weeks ago and experience the buzz. So uh, go Badgers. See if they can pull it off. Absolutely. Adam, thanks so much for the time as always. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again next week. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.